welcome to Nets Get Real, podcast produced by NCAN, the Neuroendocrine Cancer Awareness Network, and it's about and for the neuroendocrine cancer community. Tune in here for stories from thought leaders and personalities from across the U.S. and, and the world. They'll be sharing their personal stories and insights into net cancer. My name is Bob Wayman, your host for today's show, and I've been helping to raise awareness of neuroendocrine cancer and support the net community with NCAN since 2003. This is the first episode of Nets Get Real, and we are fortunate enough to be able to speak with endocrinologist Dr. Joseph Dillon. Dr. Dillon is a member of the University of Iowa Holden Comprehensive Cancer Center, which is the first U.S. cancer center to be designated a neuroendocrine tumor center of excellence by the European Neuroendocrine Tumor Society. Welcome, Dr. Dillon. So, Dr. Dillon, what led you to become a NET specialist? So, in my training as an endocrinologist, I've always focused on on hormones and their effects. I uh, um, I used to have uh, basic science research um, uh, work on uh, the effects of of hormones in the gut and how they how they affect people and what molecules they affect and and so as uh, as time went on about ten years ago I had the opportunity to to focus my my medical practice more on people who had uh, uh, carcinoid tumors, which of course produced uh, lots of, or many of them produce uh, significant amounts of hormones, and many of them are, are uh, tumors that, that start in the, in the gut. Um, I, was, I was lucky in very many ways in that I, uh, I happened to be at the University of Iowa where, my, uh, where I had a, a great mentor and working partner and still do, uh, Dr. Tom Odorizio, who, along with Dr. Sue Odorizio, had really set up a, a big uh, clinical practice, a big clinic for, for folks with neuroendocrine tumors and a very big research group uh, related to neuroendocrine tumors. Uh, so that's uh, the, the, the thumbnail version of, uh, of, of how I got to become a, a neuroendocrine tumor specialist. Well. Uh, I'm glad that that you got into it. It's not something that uh, all physicians pursue. Obviously, there's so many things that you could get into, but uh, certainly for for the net community, this is important. And uh, you know, what, uh, we always assume that it's important for patients to be involved in their treatment plan. But in your opinion, is it important for a patient to be involved in their own treatment plan? And if so, why? It's it's really super important for uh, each individual person to be involved in their treatment plan. The the to 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 to, to get the to get the best results. Um, there's there are a lot of different treatments for neuroendocrine tumors. They're they're really those range from from watchful waiting in, in some people to surgery, monthly injections, uh, liver artery embolizations, 
ablations, the radioactive therapy called PRRT, chemotherapies uh, of various sorts, and and that's that's just the medical treatments for the for the tumors. Then you have treatments for the complications of the tumors, heart valve uh, issues, uh, specific treatments for the diarrhea, and and even. That list is only the the, the 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 more medical part. There's you know issues really important to have access to psychological counseling, dietary advice, uh, advice on how to how to work through the disability benefits and 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 other uh, other areas like like that. So there are there are many medical reasons why uh, a physician might consider that say surgery is the appropriate first treatment for the management of patients with neuroendocrine tumors in general or uh, or some other form of treatment is the appropriate first thing to do for uh, for patients in general but for the for the particular person who has a tumor you know they may be at a particular point in their life when they they don't want to or, or will not have surgery they may be at a particular point in their life uh, where where they do not want to deal with the the issues that arise from chemotherapy um, and so it's it's important to to really get that feedback into your or, or, or get that uh, get those those wishes up front to your to your provider so that so that you can really look at that long list of therapies that I've just uh, outlined and and uh, put both uh, uh, the, the 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 patients the, the person's own desires for what they want to do and when they want to do it uh, in the context of of what the physician is saying about uh, what what may be the uh, the the preferred medical management for for patients in general. Um, so it, the every every patient is is different and has has both their 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 tumors have differences, but also their their where they are in their life is different, and where they are in their relationships are different, and 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 this this impacts how each individual makes a choice between between uh, uh, treatment X and treatment Y because as I as I outlined there are there are really multiple treatments there uh, so you 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 have to uh, make clear to your doctor what what things are truly important to you and what things are are are, are less important to you at, at this time of life yeah yeah, it uh, sounds quite involved and, uh, uh, you know, not just a cut and dried uh, uh, course of action, that's for sure. So uh, with regards to getting proper care, what is the most important decision that a net patient can make? Yeah, I think one of the most important uh, 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 decisions to are one of the most important things for uh, for 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 patients who have who have net tumors is to really get get good advice early on on what all of those options are 
uh, um, and and what uh, what the, the significance of each one of those options are. It's 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 really important to 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 be able to uh, um, access uh, really a. a, a, a a, a group of special uh, a group of specialists who are who are truly specialized in the in the treatment of of neuroendocrine tumors to 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 get this sense of of what the what the big picture out there for the for the treatment and what the what the big picture for the for the for the future is so that you can uh, again plot your plot your way through that and i think this is really where where um where Groups like NCAN do a uh, neuroendocrine cancer awareness network do a, a, a great job, and, and other groups uh, like them uh, acting as a as a sort of a, a resource to, uh, to 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 patients who've been recently diagnosed with neuroendocrine tumors and don't quite know which way is up, um, and uh, to to try and talk through the the this this initial decision making uh and and help people find uh, uh, a a relatively local specialist who who can who can who can guide them through that uh that group of of therapies that i that i outlined before yes yes uh thank you for that we uh i think that we see uh less people asking questions about uh, about their treatment plan right now uh, of course everybody top of mind is COVID-19 do you have any advice regarding how net patients should think about COVID-19 right COVID-19 is certainly uh, the, the, the 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 top of everybody's mind uh, at the moment and and we're we're all getting uh, bombarded with um, with updates and uh, and it it is a uh, uh, there, there certainly is a a, a grim picture uh, at at the moment um, there are um, you know I do think that that people with with cancer in general uh, are at greater risk of having complications from from many infections whether we're talking about influenza or COVID-19, and so so at this uh, time when uh, when there's a, a higher risk of of becoming infected with this uh, with this new bug, it's uh, it's important to focus on trying to uh, decrease uh, decrease personal exposure to uh, to the uh, to the infection, and 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 that. You know, that is, uh, it's it's a it's a, a huge worry and and very anxiety provoking. So we've I think we we hopefully have have all heard about uh, about the social distancing and uh, trying to stay six feet apart. The reason for six feet apart is that is that the the main way of transmitting this uh, virus is through uh, what are called. Uh, particles or um, when a person sneezes they sneeze out a bunch of uh, little vapor particles and and they can travel 
four to six feet in 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 the air before falling falling to the ground so so the six the 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 trying to keep uh, six feet apart um uh, considering uh, when you are going out uh to the store to to uh to wear gloves or a mask uh it's it's not it's not clear yet whether whether these uh, um, um, uh, are one, I think it's clear that they're not 100% uh, foolproof, but uh, I think they are relatively minor things to 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 to, to do, uh, and and may have some some benefit. Now, more specifically, um, uh, in in relationship to to folks with with neuroendocrine tumors, so. Many of our patients uh, here and, and all over the country um, are being called up by their by their local hospital because the hospitals have have gone into a major emergency procedures and and really the the hospitals are an area where there are people with decreased immune system hospitals are an area where there are people who are sicker and who are more likely to have COVID-19. So the less time you stay in hospital, uh, the less exposure you get there, the better. And this is this is causing us to really reevaluate exactly, you know, whether there are any ways that we can decrease the number of times people people come into hospital. So some of the some of the the that 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 people are working on is is to have video visits and telephone visits so especially in people who are who are relatively stable let's say they're they're on a monthly injection they're they're feeling okay they're uh, but it may be time for the next six month evaluation do they need an evaluation at six months or could we defer it by a couple of months you know, hoping that that uh, this will have all blown over in a couple of months or at least we'll have better we'll have better uh, um, ways of, of protecting ourselves so so um, uh, the asking your your provider about whether whether video visits or our telephone visits uh, are would be acceptable for you. I think it's important for for each patient to really discuss this with their provider. And and the basic thing is, am I stable enough that I could postpone? Uh, could I postpone coming in for my next uh, um, monthly injection, for example? And patients who don't have carcinoid syndrome, who don't have a lot of flushing and diarrhea, they they could probably postpone a somatostatin, uh, 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 somatostatin analog monthly injection, uh, again in 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 consultation with their uh, with their provider. There are some programs that uh, that allow for for home injection of uh, of sandostatin or, or or lanreotide, and uh, asking about a, a program uh, like that might be might be appropriate. Patients who are coming up to surgery, again, each, each, uh, uh, each patient needs to discuss this with their provider, but if they're having, if they're having symptoms, abdominal pain, uh, you know, bad carcinoid syndrome, uh, they obviously need to go ahead with their surgery 
and uh, and that outweighs the the, the risk of, of of being in hospital. Um, uh, but other sometimes other surgeries uh, in in patients who are relatively stable, who are going to have a what's called a, a debulking surgery, and that might be possible to to put off without. Uh, without a uh, major problem, or they, they may be put on something like the monthly shot to stabilize their tumor until they can get their surgery. PRRT, uh, that's the radioactive therapy. Uh, again, should question your, your, uh, your physician as to whether, whether it can be safely postponed. And the thought is that in people who are relatively stable, uh, it could be safely postponed by a few months, and then pick up the uh, pick up the, the the plan after that. Um, patients who are in chemotherapy, of course, that's a that's a, a big concern because uh, because of the, the the decreased immune system there. So again, very important to to discuss with their with their doctor whether whether they can take a, a, a holiday from that for a month or two or whether that would uh, help them or not. Um, patients who are coming in for more routine scans, yeah, again, you should question anything that's routine. Do you, do you actually need it at this time or could it be deferred for a month or two? So I think um, uh, the, 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 the sort of the, the, the general recommendations are to try and decrease your exposure and and for some patients with some of the things that uh, that they that they get for uh, neuroendocrine tumors uh, postponing uh, uh, might be uh, might be appropriate another uh, something that i heard from one of my patients recently is that at their at their local facility uh, she goes there every every month for uh, for her shot, but uh, now she just, uh, rather than going in, checking in, waiting in the waiting area, waiting while the while the shot is is thawed out for a uh, uh, for twenty or thirty minutes, and then getting it, she calls them from the parking lot. She says she's there. They take the the medication out of the fridge and have it ready for her, so that when she when she then goes in, she doesn't wait in the waiting room at all. She goes in, the medication is ready, she has a shot, she leaves. So any, anything that can decrease your, your exposure length uh, in hospital uh, is, is probably a good thing at, at, this, at this time. Well, thank you for that. Uh, we appreciate all that information. I know you're right on the front lines with this thing. Um, and, uh, you know, speaking to the future, we're looking forward to seeing you up on stage on August 29th at the Omaha Net Patient Conference. Uh, you know, that's, of course, uh, God willing, and, uh, and this thing blows over a little bit. And I'm certainly looking, looking forward to that as well. I was sorry that it, wasn't, uh, uh, it, didn't, it didn't happen when we, when we initially put it up, but uh, I'm looking forward to talking about some of the future treatments, uh, uh, you know, what's What's, what's in research at the moment that'll be available in the next five years, I think that'll be, uh, that'll be uh, very interesting. And I'm also looking forward to uh, hearing about the, 
the, the uh, surgery and uh, and I hope that we'll be able to hear from Leanne Burns as well on the on the dietary aspects uh, 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 in, in in August. All right. Well, thanks for your time, and uh, we'll talk to you then soon. Okay. Take care. Well, yeah. Take care. I know. Now, audience, you can see more about Dr. Dillon and the University of Iowa's Net Cancer Program at links that are provided on our web on our uh, website www.netcancerawareness.org. Before I go, I'd like to share a little bit about NCAN. Now, you may know that we're a nonprofit dedicated to raising awareness of neuroendocrine cancer. Uh, we provide support for caregivers and people with NETs. We fund a little bit of net cancer research, and since 2003, it's been our passion to educate and support the net community as a whole. Now, we run uh, conferences where patients get to meet and hear from and actually mingle a bit with the true experts in the diagnosis and treatment of neuroendocrine cancer. We run a hotline, open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., Eastern Time, and it's only answered by a patient or a caregiver. When patients and their families speak with us, they're speaking with somebody who really understands what they're going through. Now, we also send out free information packs in the mail. We send out, oh, a thousand or fifteen hundred of those every year. I guess most importantly, we help patients become better advocates for themselves helping them to get the best possible treatment. Well, I hope you've enjoyed the program. Uh, please visit our website, www.netcancerawareness.org, for more information on NET and for our upcoming events. See you next time. Mm -hmm.